Alrighty, here goes nothing. You love to hear it, episode seven. I cannot believe that somehow over a year has passed since I dropped the last podcast. I don't know what it is about these things. Maybe it's because I haven't done them that much and they're not just consistent. They're not as easy as just making a video of my day or montage or just filming snowboarding, but something about it is like kind of off-putting to me and it shouldn't be because these help so many people. I've had probably the most comments and messages from people that are like life-changing thank yous from these type of videos and they do well. I don't know what it is. Maybe sometimes you just kind of get in your head and when you're putting out content, you expect like the most famous people or the people that you look up to to watch your videos or you want to impress them. And nine times out of 10, those type of people are not watching any of your videos. They don't need the motivation. They don't need to find the drive because they're already out crushing it. They're usually probably head down, not consuming content or out doing their own thing, making their own content. And if tops 10 or 12 of you know, your idols end up watching your video and say this thing gets, I don't know, 10,000 views, you're missing out on the more than 99% of people that you could help, like 9,990 people could benefit from it. And I'm over here overthinking maybe 10 people that, you know, might think that it's not the coolest or the dopest thing. And it really doesn't matter what those people think about it. It doesn't have anything to do with them because you're not making it for them. If you're making content that you're trying to stoke people out with and empower people to just do what they love and motivate, then you got to find the audience of that majority. And here we are. I just committed. I was trying to write stuff down, trying to figure out how to do it. I was thinking the lighting's going to be weird and then the sun's going down right now and there's all these problems. And if you wait for the perfect scenario to do anything in your life, then you're probably not gonna be doing much because it's very slim that the weather is perfect and the lighting is right and you're feeling good and all that type of thing. It's very rare that that ever happens. So you just gotta get up and get after it. So here we are, sitting in front of the camera. You love to hear it, episode seven. I got a couple things jotted down that I would like to touch on, but I'm also gonna take some of your guys' questions. I even have some questions from over a year ago after the last podcast that I had saved that I found that I'm gonna try to address. And we have some Patreon questions, which I'm gonna take as my number one. And then if we have enough time through my text message platform, I sent out a message yesterday. I told you guys to send me any questions that you might have and we'll address those. So we're just gonna jump into this, but I wanna start off by saying, don't worry about what your idols are thinking, or don't worry about, it's not even your idols, but just the people that you're trying to impress because they're probably not even watching your stuff. Do it for the people that are stoked on you and that look up to you, that they want to find the information out about you, just like you would want to find out the information and hear more of a story about them. So we're going to jump into this right now, and I want to give that first shout out actually to the Patreon supporters. And the homie Steven recently said, hey Casey, not sure whether you still check your Patreon, just wanted to say hi and ask why you're not pushing it anymore on your channel. It could give you more of a steady income during the summer months when all those suckers stop watching the videos. I think I was one of the first on your Patreon back in June 2018. Absolute legend. Have not stopped supporting since and will actually up it. I sometimes comment on your videos. Stupid name, Stugu237. I am Steven. Been snowboarding for over 25 years in Switzerland, but living in the UK now, so no snow or mountains really. 
In any case, just wanted to say hi and make use of the direct message via Patreon. Love your work and how you live your life. Best, Steven. So I guess this really isn't a question, but I do want to touch on the fact of why I don't share and push my Patreon so much. And it's basically because I give out so much content for free. And when somebody sees your content for the first time, if you're one of the people that are every single video at the end of your video saying, you could buy merch here, you could support here, please, you know, donate this or donate that, then the new subscribers that are coming to your channel, they're going to see that right away and they're just going to think, oh, this guy's a gimmick. Oh, he's just trying to get something out of everybody every single video. So I like to take the route more of giving everything that I possibly can away for free, trying to help out people as much as I possibly can. And then when it comes down to a drastic time, you actually need help or just maybe every six months kind of throw out the idea of like, hey, if you guys have been getting all this free content and I've helped you in any way and I've helped change your life or you've moved somewhere because of a, a push that I've given you because you've seen me do it or if you've gotten some tips or if I helped you land a trick on your snowboard that you've wanted to for super long or if you picked up a surfboard for the first time because of me, then just know that everything I do is self-funded and I do this for you guys to help you guys out and not only does it help support me by doing something like Patreon, which is a monthly service where you can do like not even a donation, but just you pick a tier and you get something out of it and it's a reoccurring monthly payment. But when you guys kick back to me or sponsors kick back to me or in any way, if I'm able to get more money, then I always put that back into the business or myself or the team and we can upgrade cameras, you can upgrade your gear, you can get better stuff so that overall you can help out your followers and the people that are watching your videos even more so I basically just try not to pull money from all the subscribers and all the viewers and all that stuff all the time when there's big companies and sponsors like you know some of the sponsors that I have that do the supporting and like I feel like that's who should be paying because they have budget and it's right off for them and it helps and you're helping them they're helping you so it's just kind of a win-win a for everybody the next question I guess the first question that we got is from Sean Warren on Patreon. Casey, you're the legend for sure. I've been watching since 5K or so subs as my obsession for snowboarding has grown a ton since watching you. You and your boys are all legends and they're an awesome crew to add to your channel. Then you got the RV and then another RV and then the Forerunner, which truly makes me so happy. With all your travels and such, you still find a way to maintain to keep the neck neutralized properly and props to you, brother. I can go on and on. I was so bummed I missed you at Hidden Valley here in the STL two years ago, but I did see you in Napton at Brett ripping, so it's all good. My question is, how do you keep it all together, running the merch line, editing all your videos, driving to all your destinations, and having an income? I've been slowly trying to create a channel and all that, and you are my inspiration. I ask myself that every single day, and a lot of times, I try to take a break, I try to lay down, and it's the middle of the day, and I just want to take five, ten, maybe an hour, maybe a nap, and my brain just will not shut down. I don't know if it's in my DNA, I don't know if it's something that I've trained or that I've worked for, but it's definitely something that's inside of me, and my tip would just be do as much as you can. I know that I could have so much more going on. I don't really know how to explain it. Like if we had a team or if I had other people helping me, there's so many more things that I could get done. But if I'm only one person, and at first when you're growing and you don't have the money to actually pay people to help you do more, my suggestion is just get started, 
put your head down, start responding to comments, start editing as much as you can, film as much as you can, micro content out of the bigger content that you have, turn it into smaller videos, just constantly do as much as you can and just try to focus on making sure that the things that you're doing are the most benefit that you can get. So if you kind of think, maybe sit down and ask yourself like, what don't I like to do? What is the most draining? What do I feel like I'm doing just because I'm doing it? And cut those out and then write another list of the most crucial things that you know will help you benefit or will help you grow or that you enjoy doing and just pump those out, which also leads into the enjoyment factor of I enjoy doing everything that I do. So I have no problem working 16, 18, sometimes 20 plus hours a day creating my own merch line or creating my own videos or doing all these things that you said because at the end of the day when I get to watch my video from a dope day on the lake wakeboarding or a sick pow day in Japan, I fully and thoroughly enjoy not only just watching that end product more than anything, but I like the editing process knowing that that's gonna come. So just make sure that what you're doing you really enjoy and you really love doing it and it won't seem that crazy and just don't get overwhelmed like I do in your head thinking that you could do more or that you wanna do more. Just do as much as you can and you will see the results. And as soon as those results come in and you start getting some feedback and you start getting you know, support from other people, start asking people for help and be like, hey, if you want to help me with said project or something, I can help you with this or I can give you shout outs if you do some of these emails for me or like there's been times when the comment section is just absolutely ridiculous and I love interacting with you guys and I like seeing all of the comments and I know that it helps the algorithm if it doubles up the comment responses by answering you guys, but I just can't if there's 250 comments on a video. So sometimes in the middle of the winter, Mike Green or TCAP will be like, dude, you want me to handle some comments? And they'll just run through. And if they're basic ones, they'll be like, yes, stoked you're stoked. Like, absolutely love to hear it, all that type of thing. And then they'll just hit me up and be like, yo, I did all, the, all of these ones, but there's like five or 10 that are a little bit more personal. And then I'll go through and I'll knock those out. So just having friends that help you with that kind of stuff and doing what you actually enjoy and doing as much of it as you can and not overthinking it. So. The next question, Christopher Jenks. Yes, bro, love this. Love the stoke you give out and the dedication you have to the dream. You're a legend and have inspired me so much to live a good, healthy life. Bulletproof for the dream. You introduced Bulletproof to me. My question is, would you ever consider traveling to Ireland to your way, Ireland, to maybe surf the wild Atlantic way from top to bottom? Lots of great stormy surf. Love you, bro. I think he's asking me if I would ever come to Ireland and surf from the bottom all the way up to the top. There is nowhere that I would not go and surf every location. I'm down for rivers. I'm down for basically anything. And that would be the absolute dream. Ireland? Are you kidding me, bro? Would I go to Ireland and pet the cows that have been eating grass for so long? It's a dream of mine. And I would love to do it more than anything in the world. Oh my gosh. The purest. All right, next comment or question. John Devine, I would like to ask what has contributed the most in your life to your positive attitude and good vibes? For example, meditation, reading, exercise, etc. Also, do you get caught in lazy funks where you just sit around for hours doing nothing useful? And how do you get yourself out of a lazy, unmotivated funk? 
Well, that last part, right before this, I was kind of in a lazy, unmotivated funk just because I was overthinking how difficult this is gonna be. And that leads into just, once again, start it. Just press record. Don't worry if the lighting goes wrong or if the door gets knocked on and they're trying to deliver room service food to you that you're not gonna eat because it's absolutely not food. And about what contributed to the positivity in my life and good vibes, 100% focusing on you know positive reading books, things like The Obstacles, The Way, and Stillness Speaks, like meditative books and things on self-help for sure. But even before that, I wanna say there was a profound moment in my life in like 2000 and either 11 or 12 when I discovered the law of attraction, just basically that like attracts like and that we're all emanating vibrations, which are frequencies measurable out into the universe and they come back and it's, it's not up to you whether you believe it or not, it's happening. And that's when I transformed my entire life forever. And I realized that I was just being insane by being negative or getting aggressive or just kind of being like, I, I don't know, hitting the gym hard and then and just being jacked. I was like, it was crazy. I, I had a weird energy and I found out that, oh my gosh, like this, this is real. And I'm not the biggest fan of the law of attraction anymore just because it turned into this corny thing of people thinking that they can just sit down, think about something that's gonna come and then like open their eyes and it shows up or if they sit in their room and they just meditate for hours and hours and hours that they're gonna get this job that they want. I believe it's maybe 50-50, but maybe even more, 70-30, the hard work and that that mindset and your thoughts that you're emitting out there are setting an energy and a frequency for you. And if you just sit in a room and you're actually thinking about this job that you want and you're thinking maybe about like a certain amount of money if you wanna have $5,000 saved up and you start, your body starts to feel that and you, your blood starts to go and if you're like I am, you get all motivated and you open your eyes and you're like, oh my gosh, I need to, I need to freaking do something right now. Like, well, I'm just gonna sit there and think about having five grand. What am I gonna do to make that happen? And then you're gonna find that extra job. You're gonna put those extra hours in. You're gonna work that extra shift and you'll actually achieve those goals that you're envisioning. So I believe that it's definitely a 70-30 of hard work, but also making sure that your mind is set on those goals. Because if you're just working aimlessly and you don't actually have goals and you don't think about them every day, I mean, I, I'll show you right here. Every single day, if not twice a day, I write down just a giant list of my dreams, a giant list of things that drain me, issues that I'll have along the way to my dreams, things that it will require to get to my dreams, milestones along the way. You have to actually write those down and remind yourself what you're going for multiple times a day so that you can get that energy and you can get stoked up. And about that last part of what has contributed the most in your life to positive attitude, even before that, I just gotta give it all up to my father and to anybody in my life that has passed away. That is 100% where all of my motivation comes from. I lost my father at a super young age. I was nine years old and that type of trauma at such an early age can go either way. And I believe that I owe it all to my mother for just being the absolute rock that she is and raising three kids on her own, raising three animals on her own of a giant range in ages and just handling it without even questioning it, working 12 hours a day, night shift as a nurse, just grinding and never complaining, never complaining about money, even though there's absolutely no way that she was 
financially like stoking with three kids and a house and taxes, all everything on your own. It's hard enough to do it with a family. So the fact that something like that could happen and just completely change your life, people take it in two different ways. And I believe if you have the foundation and the support of a mother like that and a family like that, my grandparents and everybody that was in my family that was so loving, that is actually what builds subconsciously you know, me into being the person that's like, okay, I need to persevere. I need to make sure that every single moment that I'm awake, every single day that I'm alive, I am not just lazily sitting around, moping around doing nothing because you could lose your life tomorrow. And people have done, people have lost their life recently that I know that are severely close to me and I'll never get the chance to see them again. So now I have to live for two. Now I have to live for three and it might seem insane, but Fortunately, I lost my oldest brother when I was 21 years old, which is basically a 10 year gap when 10 years goes by and you lose your father, like that motivation, you just get so used to it that it kind of dips down and you're just back into the regular swing of life. And then when you have another gigantic trauma like that in your life and you already have that training from before, you already know what to do, it's time to step it up there's not even time to cry. There's not even a moment. There's not even a day, a second, nothing that you can be chilling. And I believe that that all goes back to my mother and I have a hundred percent respect for her and I owe her my entire life. And clearly it traversed into my brother as well. And it's not just me or a DNA thing because my brother is even gnarlier than I am, works way harder than I do, works smarter and more consistently. And it's just like such an inspiration. And I believe that that's where it all comes from, turning drama, like crazy trauma and drama in your life into, into positivity and remembering that you just, you gotta do it now. You have to do it for three people, four people, losing friends when you're at a young age, losing, friend, losing a family member or a friend at any age is more than enough reason to get the fuck up and start doing whatever you wanna do right now, even if it's travel to Indonesia by yourself in the middle of a global pandemic while they're shutting down the city because you wanna surf and you have friends here and this has been your dream for years and you travel, like you gotta just make it happen. All right, one more Patreon question. Seasoned or not seasoned? 100% seasoned. My allspice is one of the best in the game, to be honest. I wish I could share it with you guys. Questioned the pumped degree to store thy butter wax scent. All right, we're going to read that one more time. Maybe he wasn't talking about seasoning. Seasoned or not seasoned, question the pumped degree to store thy butter wax scent. Big David, dude. You are a total legend. I'm just going to go with Hundo P on that. Hundo P. Also, we are going to try to brighten this up a bit. Right. I guess not. We're just going to have to deal with it and keep cranking these out before it gets too dark. All right, we got a positivity question. Casey, what motivates you to keep going or stay positive through the day? What pushes you to stay active? I want to start stretching daily and want to get more healthy habits in my life. What are some tips you could give me if you see this? This obviously relates to what I just broke down. But there's a whole nother aspect of it that this just sparked in my mind, which is be careful of the content that you consume. We are living in a day and age where every single move you make, 
every word you say, doesn't matter if you're on your phone or if you're on Google search or if you're sleeping in your bed or if you're whispering, everything is being heard. You've agreed in every terms of every app that you've ever downloaded, every phone that you have, that you are allowing access for your microphone and your camera to be filming, recording, and sending all of your information directly to a main giant hub source that filters it out, does a crazy algorithm thing, and then starts sending you exactly what you're talking about. So like I was talking about with the law of attraction, if you're talking about being sick, or if you're talking about feeling bad, or if you're talking about things that you don't like, that's just gonna start being pumped into your newsfeed. It's gonna be start showing up on your suggested YouTube videos. It's gonna be all over your Instagram, all over everything. So I make sure that I don't follow anything that I don't fuck with. If it's just comedy stuff, funny things, if it's like, you know, just stuff that's not bettering me, if it's, you know, I hate to say it, but like girls shaking their asses and like these weird videos that have absolutely nothing to do with me bettering myself, I don't click like, I don't watch it, I try to swipe by it as quick as I can so that the algorithm can learn that the only thing that I want to see is videos that are motivational. Tony Robbins, Gary Vee, like everybody that you could possibly think of that's just like overstoking on life and is pumping out good content, that's what I'm watching, clicking like on, making sure that I comment, which is why it's important for you guys right now to like this video if you're enjoying this video. Drop a comment and that way the internet will know, it'll send it to some crazy server, it'll break it all down and it'll be like, okay, Casey Willax, if he drops another video about you love to hear it, we're gonna suggest this to you. And then when you wake up in the morning and you know that you should not be looking at your phone right away, but you do it anyways, the first thing that you're seeing is not randomly Shakira and then you know Britney Spears and it's not all these weird things it's not some guy jumping off a bridge and, and getting hurt it's not all these fail montages and all these type of things the first thing I see is how to start your day 10 minute motivation routine like I actually have a playlist that I just made public recently you guys can go to it right now I don't know why it hasn't been public it's just been like it has nothing to do with my channel but almost every single day I have like an hour and 20 to an hour and 30 minute playlist that I put on and whether I'm brushing my teeth or making coffee or sometimes I'll just be stretching and working out to straight up inspirational montages of dozens of legendary people breaking down, you know, Eric Thomas just punching it into you that he will work harder than you. And you're just like, bro, if you think you're gonna work harder than me, you're out of your mind. I get goosebumps thinking about it right now. And that's where all of the energy comes from is making sure that the content that you are consuming is based around the things that you want to do and that you know will motivate you. So that's how I stay positive and that's what pushes me is just making sure that everything that I'm watching is meditation videos, yoga videos, stretching, working out, all that type of thing. And the real reason that I don't make the stretch and the yoga and the routine workouts like that is because I, one, I never do the same thing. My routine has never been the same. I've never done the same workout twice. As soon as I start to kind of get a routine, I switch it up immediately. I, my, I want my body to have no clue what's going on at all times. If I'm about to go, sometimes I'm about to do an arm workout and I'll think in my head, my arms are ready to go and then boom, I'll start doing legs. Legs are not prepared at all. Just shock the system and my workouts mostly are this weird form of crawling around and leaning into these weird positions until I find something that feels uncomfortable backing off from it and then working into that area and then discovering okay today my shoulders feel a little bit sore or tense or 
you know, I, I did legs yesterday or I snowboarded yesterday. So the following day I'll work on flexibility or mobility around my hips and my legs because I, maybe I went mountain biking or something like that. And then if I'm surfing, so it's all related to what I did and how I feel quieting my mind and listening and feeling to the things that are going on and then trying to shock the system and do something completely different every single time. A lot of the times I'm just shocking myself and I'm asking myself like, I don't even know if this is beneficial. Like, what are you even doing right now? Has anybody ever even been in this position? And then you think about it and you're like, well, if you've ever taco to rail and your legs go over your head and your back's still on the rail, your, your arm and your foot is like at the top of the rail and <laughs> you're just wrapped up in this crazy position, you're like, yeah, no, no one might have ever been here before but I have. So this is not the first time and my body is not just gonna, it's gonna be like, okay, we know what's going on here. We've done this, we've breathed into this, this is comfort, we're gonna make it through this. All right, Tyler Jablonski. Oh, this is, all right, I wanted to kind of break this one down because it's just a super positive comment and this leads to a question that I had already answered of what keeps me motivated, like what keeps me stoked. And when you're lazy and you're on the couch and you're not doing anything, you feel like you should be and you're in that slump like you're saying, this is when I open up my messages or I just, I have some of them saved or I just think about the people that I know I'm helping and it's stuff like this that I will just read. I will go through a couple comments, a couple DMs. I will remind myself the true purpose of what I'm doing and how it has nothing to do with myself and it doesn't matter if I'm lazy or not. Me getting up is not that gnarly compared to when I get up and do something great. It's gonna help, hopefully, in the long term, hundreds of thousands of people. So this is a message that I got from someone named Tyler and he said, also man, I think it's time. The real thank you, but first an apology. I'm sorry for creating my own misconception of you and what you were about. A couple years ago, I started falling in love with boarding again and happened upon your channel and just wasn't about it. Thought that you were that stereotypical boarder that doesn't even exist, so I quickly stopped watching your channel. Fast forward to a tough time on top of the already tough times out here and I see you. Surfing? I had to dig deeper. Started going all over your channel and saw what you were really about, which leads back to not putting every single video with a promo or an ask of can you help me or a, I need this or if you want to support, you know, feather those in when the time is right and let people know why and that it's an actual scenario and why it's going to help them by them helping you. I started going all over your channel and saw what you were really about. Saw the love that you spread, the positivity you have, the thankfulness just for everything completely changed everything and I'm thankful for you and whatever you do man keep spreading the love and positivity because it spreads like wildfire especially when it gets tough so don't be afraid to ask us for help seriously man thank you oh and I bought my first surfboard this weekend so sick and that's where all my motivation comes from and then we got another one here which is another positive comment from Alex Dude, mountain bike, skating, snow, you're a legend. You're on it, man. Preload before the lip and you might as well be riding hits with pow landings. Just want to say I've seen enough of you to say thanks. Thanks for exposing us all to your ever-stoked sense. Ever-stoked? What? Dude. Thanks for exposing us all to your ever-stoked sense of all your shit that gets you and hopefully others stoked. That's the goal, bro. Big respects, especially considering the side effects of vlog life. Not that you don't commend humble vibes, 
people respect you. It's not just easily done documenting your every move because it's got to get weird when you meet all the people out there who know a thousand times more about you before you know their names. You're the kind of dude who's somehow cut to endure it and to get your message across, which we love. Just know some of us see and know it has to at times cost you the moment and we send big thanks. Respect, bro. Keep doing you. You're a great service to those of us who can see. Amen. From brother and fan who knows I don't actually know you. Be safe. P.S. Ride behind bros who ride for a while till it clicks and won't be long. Do not go OTB. <laughs> I do not want to go OTB unless it's OTB. If it's out the back, we're on it. If we're going over the bars, no bueno. And what he said about the losing the moment thing, 100% true. And I have a piece of advice for anybody who's trying to get into just content creation and the best content is obviously, how do I say it? It's you want to absorb that. Like people want to see the best content or the, the best content that you put out that will get the most views and all that kind of thing. That's what's the best in your life. That's why you're doing these things. So when there's a perfect sunset or when there's like a perfect wave or and you want to stop thinking and stop the human chatter going on and stop talking about what's going on. You want to breathe into it, sit there and exist and watch it and be grateful for it. My advice, is do that, 100% do that. Breathe, take it in, meditate, enjoy the sunrise, enjoy the experience, let it all happen. This is what I do, it's a huge tip right now. Absorb this, right when it's about to be over, right before you're about to leave, when, when you're content with the absorption that you have got out of this, oh boy, what do you think, help or hurt? That is when you take your phone out, you get the clip. You stop recording, you put it away. A lot of times you only need a four or five second clip. And if you can take the moment for yourself, it will build you up and it will make you a better person. It will make you feel better and sleep better and have more energy if you can get that moment and absorb it. And then once you're done and you feel good and it's still there and you know you have another 10 seconds so you know it's gonna happen again, that's when you break your camera out, you get the settings all dialed in, you get the banger shot, you put it away. Sometimes I won't even look at it. I'll just get the shot, know that it's over, my brain is still in enjoy mode and I'll put it away and that I feel like that is just something so huge that people need to understand because when you're driving somewhere, say you're going to a mountain and it's your first time there, you're trying to document the experience, everybody knows what I'm talking about. This is so relatable. Soon as you see the first glance of it, everybody's breaking up their phones. Everybody's fucking, oh my God, dude, no mom this way. And they're, oh, and you look at four or five, everybody's, oh, and they get the shot. Everyone's freaking out. No one even saw it yet. Your phone saw it. Everybody but you is going to see it. You come around the corner, cut more, maybe a mile in, maybe a couple hundred. There's a better view. Oh my God. Holy shit, boys. It's getting bigger. Boom, oh, they take the shit. They missed it again. Never saw it. A couple, four or five minutes there, you're pulling up. Now it's the biggest, the best it's ever been. The view is a hundred times better. There's a viewpoint. <laughs> you know what I mean? Here we are again. Everybody hop out of the car, pull over. Oh, oh. Oh, and trust, I've done it. I'm, everything that I'm saying, I am guilty of doing the opposite, but it's about having the awareness, at least for a moment, that that is happening. That is the first step. Being aware that you're doing something wrong is so incredible because 
you're unleashing from it. You are you are that awareness now. You are not that act of the R complex of your brain, that, that subconscious part, that reptilian human part, that Labrador brain that's just on repeat, that isn't even paying attention to what's going on. You are the part that's deeper than that now. You are the part that's aware of that, and that's when you can start to work on and fix that type of thing. Really wish we had some front lighting right now. This is getting brutal. Who we at? Oh, we're not even that deep into it. You know what we gotta do? We gotta get these pivot on. I don't wanna mess up these stand though. Ready for this? Oh, auto bar down. Look at this. Back in the game. We're gonna pivot this too. Hey, dude. Oh god. This is risky. If you guys can see what this thing is balancing on. If we haven't dropped the thumbs up on the video already, can we drop a thumbs up on the video for the fact that I've been rocking this hat for over, what, two or three years? And the day that I got it, it broke. The moment that I got it, it broke. And I was so stoked on it, I tied it in a knot, and it has never failed me since. It's also, this is actually a beautiful thing right here, the only hat potentially in the entire world that you can just take your shirt off without the hat coming off. Probably think I'm a wizard, but Shout out 686 for the gear. All right, so that is some of the stoke that keeps me going. And we are jumping into a comment now that I got today, a question from a legendary fresh out of high school Grom. And he said, so I just graduated high school and I'm not exactly lost, but I'm unsure how to take my first steps. I am signed up for a three month snowboard camp at Whistler next year to hopefully get my name out there. But wondering what advice you would give a starving artist slash board sport enthusiast slash entrepreneur wannabe. Woo! This is heavy. First of all, if you're trying to be an entrepreneur, basically someone who's taking a gigantic risk with everything that they have and investing it in themselves and their business, you have to know that it will be at least five maybe 10, maybe 20 years before you actually get these goals that you have strived for, that you are striving for. I'm on year four of almost daily videos on YouTube. And you guys probably, it's just time flies by. You don't even think it's been that long, but I'm still not even at 100K. And that's like a huge milestone that everybody's looking towards. And I'll go four months five, six, seven months all summer long without gaining one subscriber. Last month, I got negative one subscribers, but I know that all the people that watch my videos through all the comments and everything, they're getting so much out of it and I'm in this thing for the long run. So whether I have 80K or 800K, I'm gonna be putting out the same exact style content videos which are authentic to what I'm saying and are true and real and that I've actually lived. So that is the part about what you need to know before you dive into this whole world. But about being 18 and being lost and not really knowing what to do, the first thing that you could do is sign up for a three month snowboard camp at Whistler and go and send it because that is the type of thing that you will decide when you're there if that's something that you wanna do for the rest of your life. I suggest to anybody like that, that isn't going to college right out of high school, that doesn't want to just jump right into 200, 100, 90, or $50,000 worth of unpayable debt because they're going to push you into the real world after that with absolutely no idea how to pay that money back. I suggest you try everything. 
when you're 18 years old, holy moly, what I would do to go back and be 18. I would punch myself right in the face right now. I cannot tell you what I would do to go back and be 18. And I'm a grom. I'm only 30. And I just got to say, take all the routes. Spend a couple years doing the snowboarding. Spend a couple years, if you randomly think that you might like mountain biking, spend a couple years mountain biking. If you think that you might want to travel, spend a couple years traveling. Spend a year starting up a business. You are so young and you have so much time ahead of you. And if you actually look long term and you are in it for the long run and you want and, and you love what you're doing, then it should be no problem snowboarding for 20 years until that business that you started up through snowboarding becomes successful. If you love what you're doing, then like they say, it's cliche, but it's not even work. Although I gotta say, it is gnarly, gnarly work. That's, that's all the ones that I've got written down. Uh, and from the Patreon, I gotta drop it right now. I'm gonna always do the Patreon questions first in this because I don't give any of the tiers that it says in there. I really don't do any of that stuff. If you watch the video on my Patreon when you sign up, it's blatant and obvious and it says I have a million things that I'm doing on my own that I'm trying to build. I don't have a team yet. It's just me making all the merch. It's me doing the editing. It's me doing the snowboarding videos. And I, I just have a, a platform like Patreon where you guys can support and kick back and I don't give back enough on there. So the least that I could do is all of these podcasts. Whenever I take the questions, the first ones that I'm going to take are the ones from there. So if you guys are trying to get stoked and make it into one of these, that is almost a guarantee. So we're jumping into now the text message platform that I have, which you guys, if you aren't getting the texts, you're blowing it. one 200 1536. That is the number. You text that number and you'll be thrown into a big list where I can give you guys updates on all types of stuff, where I'm going to be, when I'm going to be there, contests that we're doing, all that type of thing. And I threw out a message yesterday to you guys saying drop some questions there and we're filtering through them right now. <laughs> Haley, did the carry gold make it to Indonesia? <laughs> you already know. Ali Carswell. What were you like growing up throughout high school and what did you see yourself doing before YouTube? This is heavy because when I was in high school, I want to say I was just a hundred percent completely different person. First of all, I was a full blown alcoholic, just getting hammered every chance that I could possibly get chasing girls, doing whatever I could do to just have as much fun as I can. And when that started is when my skateboarding stopped. I was an avid skateboarder from when I was nine till I was like 16 or 17. Every single day, me and B-Dub, the B-Dub and C-Dub show, Dub Show Productions, Defend Skate Crew, all of that. T making t-shirts, the same type of deal. We were doing, going so hard. But once you get surrounded by people that are just, I don't know, it, it, it's the clicks and it's the overwhelming like judgment that you get from people in high school and then you lead to some type of substance that makes you feel better and makes you feel more confident and I just I feel like that was probably the worst thing that you could ever do and I was also super I want to say cocky because I was just working out all the time and trying to get jacked so that I could physically look better because I was still worried about what people were thinking about me sorry I'm trying to get 
the light on my face because I feel like it's just blowing it right now. And I gotta say, I was putting up fucking, I benched 300 pounds. It was only for one, but that was PR. I take it off my chest, I balance it, and I just was, I was meathead. Bunch of acne, big old bulky dude. I would bring up some photos right now. If you guys are actually watching the YouTube video, you can see this. If you guys are listening to the podcast, you'll have to go over to the YouTube to actually see it. But I was crazy, dude. I was a big old square bald head, freaking buzz cut, no shirt, just trying to fight, just thinking I'm better than people, getting drunk, parties. Like your, your average high school jock, but not a jock because I was a skateboarder and still had backflips and all this type of stuff. But I was getting injured. I was weak, like I was worried about muscle, but not mobility, not flexibility. And I had like, I broke my ribs at one point, And then that's why I started getting fat because I was like, I couldn't move or exercise or work out or do anything or skate for months until the ribs broke. And then as soon as the ribs healed, I was skating drunk, hit a pebble in my boy's driveway, had a beer in my hand and I didn't want the beer to go down. So I took it to the shoulder and boom, two ligaments, the whole situation, which is why I have to this day, I know the hat thing, this gigantic bone going on right here, if we can see it, poking out, and that's literally from being drunk, skateboarding, hitting a pebble, and saving the brewski, bro. Long-term damage, wild. And that just goes to show that People can change. And if you get out of that slump that you're in, or you find some type of motivation and you find something that you love, which for me, I was not even snowboarding at this point. This was 2000, I graduated in 08 and 09, it kept happening. My mom left Connecticut, she moved up to New Hampshire. I started living in the back of my truck. I started living at my friend's house going from couch to couch, crashing, which is probably why I'm so good at that to this day, and just the whole uncomfort thing, living with almost nothing. And then I went up to Mount Snow, because by accidentally, we took a wrong turn, going to Stratton on one of the Sundays. We used to do the Sunday Stratton Pass and go ride the Glades up there. Probably would ride like 10 times a year, maybe, just having fun with it, nothing crazy. And then me and my boy B-Dub, his dad didn't come with us one time, so we were driving, we took the wrong way, we ended up seeing Corinthia, Mount Snow, driving by, and we were like, yo, that place looks gnarly. Pulled in, bought a day pass, used the pass there, saw a crowbar, back five, switch back five, front set. Grease. I'm talking short guy, compact. Even if he's flailing arms, don't even go that far. Balled up though, because he's a G. Poking melon on the front seven. Head dip, tucking the shoulder, just, oh. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck was that? That was the coolest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Then we saw Sean Murphy doing off the toe, front 1080, double tail grab, or maybe switch up, rocket, whatever the hell that is. On Inferno, seeing Timmy Sullivan, Biggest fucking nothing in the world. And I, it changed my life forever. The next weekend, we were driving up and we got to the point where we we're gonna go left, we we're gonna go right, and we looked at each other and we're like, dude, are you fucking kidding me right now? We're going to Mount Snow. We threw our strap passes out, and from that day on, I stopped working out for bulking, 
I, everything I was trying to do was to get leaner and smaller and faster to be able to jump higher, be smaller, be more flexible, poke the grab more, and it changed my life for everything because I found something that I love. And through, I believe, the art of doing what you love and having that passion, from that point on out, thank TCAP, I was gonna say thank God, but thank TCAP and thank Luke, these two freaking Groms both had passes to Mount Snow because they had a place in Wilmington that their parents had a timeshare at. And we used to drive to Eastern. We would throw Luke or TCAP, whatever, a little bit of bottle, a bottle of some liquor or something. We'd trade, we'd throw him 20 bucks, anything that we could do to use his pass. And we would go up there and we would ride for Saturday, pre-Sunday, not even tell him that we were gonna ride the next day too, stay up there, get a spot, and then use his pass the next day thinking we're all or all cheap, you know, getting a free dub at a TCAP. And when you're doing that and you're like constantly every single day going toward, you know, like you have a mission, you, you can't wait till the weekend. Like your focus all week is, oh, I'm gonna rip it this weekend. I cannot wait. Like you're not gonna be getting drunk on Thursday. You're not gonna be getting drunk on Friday. You're not gonna be putting up weight at the gym, having a sore chest and this big bulky body if your main goal is to, is to get small and tight and flexible and branch a method like that. So. The art of doing what you love then attracts more of what you love into your life. And once that started happening, that is when I found out about the law of attraction. I think it might have been Mike Druskovich, Ease Mikey D's, to be honest, and Ease B-dubs, who hit me up and were like, dude, you gotta get the fuck over here. We just found out the secret to life. And it ended up being the secret, the movie, the secret, Rhonda Byrnes or whatever her name is, who's just, she got all the gurus, all the big dogs, all the big girls, all the legends, and they all broke down how they're doing it. And they're like, yeah, we don't concentrate on bullshit. We don't deal or even focus on hate or negativity or anything that is not what we want to come in the future. So I forget what this was even coming to. What, what, what is this even? Oh, this was me talking about what I was doing in high school and what I see myself doing for YouTube and I didn't see myself doing anything. I was so scared and worried and confused. I thought that everybody was going to college and I was going to move to California and I was going to pick back up skateboarding and I was kind of worried because I was like, why did I even stop skating if I love skating as my passion and it's the best thing that I'm at and it seemed like at the time the only option that I had was skateboarding because I was super good at it but I had stopped doing it for so long and I was just lost, which like I said, led into just roaming around aimlessly, snowboarding a little bit on the weekends for fun, finding what I love, sticking to it like crazy, changing my body, which then led me to change my mindset, which then within that year of finding the secret and going from over 200 LBS down to like 165, just shredded little tiny little balled up C-dub, moved to Mount Hood. I had been working a job nonstop, saved up a bunch of money, and I spent the rest of that summer at Hood. I got a, spot, a couple sponsors. I started putting out videos of how to, or a, a sponsor me video, started getting sponsors, got a couple flights paid for, a couple $500 checks to go to Mount Hood and film these videos with Global Mind Elevation and Bon Iver Bindings, these tiny little companies that were on the startup, but they had budget and it's just, it's crazy how much your life can change when you figure out what you love and you start putting 100% of your time into it. And it's so easy to put 100% of your time into what you love compared to putting 100% into your time 
for somebody else or for somebody else's budget or so that they can make money off of you. That was a long one, but I feel like that was just so critical because there's a lot of people that are lost in high school and might think something about themselves that in five years could 100% change and they could be a completely different person. So even long-term, people that you know from high school that you're like, yo, that kid is a dick or that girl sucks or like, yo, that, that dude is just a complete douche, tool, whatever. You're like, those people could 100% flip, change, be legendary humans, help you out. You guys could meet five years down the road. Next thing you know, you guys are shredding together. You can't believe that you literally were fist fighting in the lunch hall in 11th grade over Tanya. You know what I mean? How many minutes we at here? 50, 50 minutes? We'll take a couple more here. Did you listen to Dance, Gavin, Dance? If so, what is your favorite song or album? Um, one, yeah. Two, I'm not even sure the like the songs or the names or anything like that, but Dance Gavin Dance had Johnny Craig in it, and I'm a huge fan of Johnny Craig before he went full-blown off the wire, started destroying his fans and his relationships and doing drugs and heroin and everything, and anything by Johnny Craig, that man's voice, it could be the worst song in the world, I will listen to it knowing that in two minutes and 40 seconds, Johnny Craig is about to come in and hit some notes like you've never seen in your life. And I also have to give major credit and major props to my brother for being into metal because he got a guitar when we were younger and I was skateboarding and he ended up getting into a band and the band was playing shows and the only people that are really playing shows in high school for some reason are metal bands. And if you listen to metal, you're a different breed. I don't know what it is about people that don't listen to metal, but it's like just tissue they're made up of. It's just slightly softer than people who listen to metal. And I'm not talking about the metal that created, you know, that started the metal genre. I don't, I'm not talking about those old bands because the respect is there for them and all of that. I, I know that we would not be where we are today with new metal and like like core, like metal core now. But I just, I, I can't do that. It's like watching, I, I got into new core metal first. So then going back to that is like listening to one of your favorite band's newest albums when you first find them. And then going back to the old stuff, you're just like, damn, like I wish I had heard that stuff first because I could have appreciated it and then worked my way up into it. I just can't do it because it's not, it's not, it's not for me. I don't know, people's vibrations or the things that go into their head. It's, it's gotta be some type of connection of what you are because metal's not for everybody and I'm just so grateful that it is for me because if you put Kingdom of Giants on at the top of a super park jump or any jump or if, don't do it actually on any jump if, if it's under really gnarly for your skill set level don't put on KOG but if it's something you're trying to get good at or if you're trying to get a new PR in the gym or if you're trying to run faster or jump higher or throw a new trick or put something down that's super gnarly or you just are in a funk on the bed and you can't get out I dare you to put on Kingdom of Giants, you're up. And everybody around you is just going to be getting annihilated. So huge shout out to Metal, huge shout out to Johnny Craig, Dance Gavin Dance, thank you for the question name. Uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna slide down a couple because there's so many and I just took like the top ones right there. But um, Janine Clark, future of travel. What you see for the upcoming snow season, affordable, healthy menu. <laughs> that last part means but this next winter is gonna be insane and 
I don't know how to explain it. I had an itch last year after surfing basically like most of the summer and putting in all that work with like choppy kind of summer south swell in California with crowds and everything and was just having so much progress and Niso was helping film and we just, it was going so good and it always leads back to doing what you love and having that passion and being so driven for it. I've been snowboarding for so long at that point, eight, nine years, and it's kind of on repeat. You know, how many Colorado opening days, Keystone, 851, opening day, Breckenridge Parks, Woodward Tahoe, opening day, you know, how many times can you do that without it kind of getting stagnant? It doesn't matter what it is, how much you love it. If you do stuff on repeat, you gotta switch it up. And surfing was everything for me. I could not break the mindset. It was all I was thinking about. I've still never been barreled to this day. It's a goddamn dream. And that was the goal last winter. So I took off basically all December and surfed because that is when the north swells come in, which is also when all the powder comes in. Never realized that a storm in the mountains some type of pressure system there means that there's a different pressure system coming in to fill that area, which means offshore winds, which means pumping out the back. And I've just been blowing it all these winters trying to surf in the summer when you can just take a week off and go get better waves in the winter. But the endurance thing, you can't just jump right into the surfing because you've got to be two, three weeks in for the endurance. And then by the time you're ready, the swell's gone. Or if the swell's there, you were at the wrong spot or the wind shifted or the tide was wrong. So you really have to commit 100% of your time to it. It's not just like, oh, it's going to be Bluebird tomorrow and 42 at Brackenridge. Are you kidding me? And it's a Monday. There's going to be nobody there. You go and rip. Oh, Friday's going to be a pow day. You just go rip the powder. You go into the backcountry. There's unlimited lines everywhere. Not even backcountry. You just go into the back bowls. You go into the woods. There's untouched lines everywhere. Thousands of acres of nobody. Surfing is nothing like that. And this is leading into next winter's plans. Don't worry. I ended up taking December and January and surfing the entire time. Three foot powder storm was coming to Tahoe. Went to Tahoe. Had to secure it. Got a little bit of the Narby trip in. Did a little bit here and there. Went right back to surfing for the rest of February. March came, it was Miracle March, another gigantic storm, and we got like another two weeks of snowboarding in before the season was basically over, and I was right back to Baja, and the plan was to surf all summer long, be going to tropical islands, be getting barreled out of our minds, or at least trying to, and the freaking Tortuga just bodied me with registration fees and emissions and places for parking and toll fines and everything you could think of. I wasn't able to leave the country. I had to stay local. I had to stay in Mexico. I had to deal with the same waves. I had to deal with the south swells again, not the big gigantic northwest. Like, And up until literally last week when I found out my gas tank was bad and I have to freaking do a whole nother thing again and it was going to be a project and I was like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm putting it in the garage. I'm gonna deal with that later. I'm gonna go do what I love because I need to get back on point. So here we are. My goal from right here on out is to basically spend all of July in Indonesia. Once August hits, it's hurricane season or around there for the next month or two on the East Coast for August and September. So I'm trying to either bring the RV back to the East Coast or buy a new vehicle over there and stop dealing with these old pieces of shit. And surf up and down from Maine to Florida for August, September. And then that should cure my bug, at least to the point where I, I just want to be able to be as good of a surfer as I would like to be, which is just turns, pop-ups, ripping, just pulling into tubes, getting out of tubes, 
little mini errors, maybe an error reverse. I'm not trying to be the best surfer in the world, but I just want to be able to at any, any point in time not be scared of an eight to 10 foot day and paddle out and be charging and then go back to my snowboarding career, but be able to do that. And that's what I'm trying to achieve right now to really be truly happy. And the goal is soon as mid-October, right around October somewhere, keep your eyes peeled. We're gonna drop a fat merch line for you guys. And then we're getting right into the snowboard season. We're loading up the NAR V. We're hitting all of the openings, just like what I wasn't stoked on last year. You take a year off, now I can't wait to go to A51 A Keystone opening day with the boys, with the Bear Day brothers. Get my brother in the freaking Narvi. Get Daly, get T-Gap, maybe Scrizzy, maybe some other absolute legends, and we're gonna hit the road. And all the way through November, we're gonna just be touring. I'm gonna have a website up by then. We're gonna have a schedule. We're gonna, you, gotta, you guys are gonna be able to log in. You're gonna be able to type in your info. You'll be able to get freaking emails or text messages or just check on the schedule of exactly where we're going to be even if it's only a couple days in advance and even if we all know if it's never going to work out and everything that we put on that schedule is going to be changed it's going to be close you're going to know kind of where we're at and if you're on the text message you'll know like that morning yo sorry we're not going to not snow we're at stratton or this and that and that and i'm claiming little little bits of surfing missions you know fly somewhere for maybe a 10 day break after Christmas, you know, before we go to Japan, do two and a half months of snowboarding and then go get a quick surf fix out, a 10 day trip to Costa Rica, come back, boom, Japan, Hundo P, maybe another movie, maybe another, maybe, maybe inbounds round two, maybe out of bounds. And January, February, usually around that point somewhere is Japan and then back in the NAR. I'm literally trying to do as much stoking for you guys as I could possibly do. I'm trying to hit as many resorts as I possibly can. I'm guaranteed, I almost wanna say, first chance that we get when the Pacific Northwest starts getting deep, we're up there. No questions asked. It has some of the best riding in the world. I have never been to Oregon or Washington and snowboarded in the middle of the winter. And we got some big dogs up there who are constantly inviting us up there. They have the whole place dialed in and it's gonna go down. And you guys are gonna be psyching and we're gonna be psyching. And then March, same deal, Narvi, spring sessions. We wanna hit all the little mountains. Drop a comment right now where you want us to go next year, what you want us to see, how you want us to, you know. Uh, it's just gonna be so mental. I can't even explain it because we have so much planning to do. Just know that Mike Dossie is 50% of the reason that this is all gonna go down. It's all due to him because this, guy, this guy's motivation motivates me so hard and we work so good together. And me and Dossie's main goal is just to get D-Dub. We just gotta get D-Dub on board. If we had budget, that's the problem with D-Dub. The guy's worth money. Look at him, first of all, just standing there. He's a sculpture. The guy's a tower. And he's, he's worth, oh my God, he's, he's worth a couple thousand dollars a week. And we're not making a couple thousand dollars a month yet. But as soon as we are, it's all going to D-Dub. And that's where the support from you guys comes in. And if we can somehow together work out something where you guys know that you're getting your value of this, like if we can start up maybe a subscription-based platform where 
there's extra content or there really is deliverables or we can hire somebody to do the Patreon and actually have tiers where, yo, if you drop 20 bucks a month, you're going to get this in the mail. If you drop 50 bucks a month, you're going to get a random piece of merch that's worth $100 in the mail every single month. But like I said, we don't. I don't personally have enough time to do every single one of these things constantly and I'm already 100% booked up. So to start dropping in new ones is gnarly and I keep getting better at the things I'm doing and learning new tricks and tips. So even if I have, say, an edit takes me, on average, it always takes me four hours to do a vlog. If I can cut that down by just getting stupid with the commands and so fast and having everything saved and just if I get it down to three hours, I end up figuring out a way to consume another hour's worth of time to make these videos better, to drop in new effects, to do better colors, to do better grading, to do better transitions, to get better footage, to make the montage more not so timeline-ish. And I don't know, it's just it's in my blood to, to do the best work that I possibly can. And our goal for this next winter is to stoke you guys out as much as we possibly can, travel hopefully all over the entire country. Uh, we wanna go to Canada, Depends on restrictions and all that with the NAR and everything, but we're trying to hit almost every single state, snowboard all around the whole entire country, random river surfing throughout here and there, Michigan, Great Lakes surfing, little coast trips, Oregon surfing, little, just little sprinkled in surf sessions to keep the dream and the drip alive, and then, or the drip of the dream, a slow drip of the dream alive, and just deep powder all over Japan, a couple sick pow trips, spring sessions are gonna be gnarly, and then, April, May, you already know the deal. Hood, we're gonna keep this whole entire thing going. Hopefully, the virus is just diminished by then and we can go back to psyching all over the planet and the dream would be May, maybe June, full-blown Mount Hood snowboard summer camp, July, Chile, August, New Zealand, September, Australia, October, Austria, and then, holy moly, we're, we're, we're over a year ahead of ourselves right now, so we're not gonna get too deep. But I did have this one question that I have not come up with an answer for yet because I skimmed right through it. We're gonna end it with this one. Will Hageman, question for the live chat. If you could relive 20 minutes of your life from the past year, what would it be? I gotta think about what date it is right now. It is mid-June, so mid-June last year, was hood, hood all the way through the winter, the winter all the way back around through spring to right now. 20 minutes of your life from the past year, what would it be? I'm claiming hurricane season on the East Coast, I think we were in New York, Jamal, Miso, Ampetucci, and it was eight to 12 foot, absolutely pumping, offshore, spitting barrels. And I got close to one. I got really, really close to getting deep in one and uh, if I was to be able to go back right now and do that again, the entire session would be completely different. I would be charging so hard. Either that one or the day before that was with Gravy and Jay Verney. Once again, I think in New York, 
absolutely pumping massive swell. I forget which hurricane it was, but there was monster barrels. And that's the dream. And I'm hoping that this fall we can make that go down again, but actually perform the way that we want to, hopefully after we get some good training in here for the next month, two months, three months. So thank you guys so much for everything. I think I have a couple notes I wanted to shut it down with, which was just some shout outs to the sponsors. So I made a little background here where we had the Bulletproof tabs. We got Armavara, which huge shout out for the sunscreen. If you guys are trying to step your sunscreen game up and you're not trying to destroy reefs and you're trying to take care of your body and not put in chemicals in the biggest organ absorbent on your entire body, which is your skin, Armavara. In the video descriptions, all my video descriptions, there are discount codes to so many dope products. 686, Candy Grind, Armavara, like I said, Bulletproof is currently having a 30% sale. And there's a link where you click on it and all these companies kick back to me. So you're not actually throwing me money, but you are supporting through me helping you guys out with discounts on this kind of stuff. And like Candy Grind's 20, 30% off with their code. Shout out to Lava Rubber which are these insane sandals that they also make out of freaking, I'm claiming car tires, but they're not. They're fully recycled, 100% of wetsuits, and they make the dopest yoga mats in the world. It actually makes you want to stretch more, and it just dominates those tiny little thin pieces of crap that you get wherever. And big shout out to my mom. Big shout out to everybody on Patreon that supports patreon.com slash Casey Willax. You're trying to support the dream. We got Avo merch is still 30% off. Avo30 is the discount code at avo-apparel.com. We got a new fall drop obviously coming in a couple months here. Shout out to the sponsors. And um, I just want to end it by saying anybody who's in a rut or stuck or doesn't know what to do or is kind of overwhelmed with having too much stuff to do, don't worry about what anybody thinks. Put your head down. If you love what you're doing, it will pay off in the long run. Be patient, love the grind, and we'll see you in another one. Yeah, absolutely love to hear it. No one will see it there. You.